0: Do you like cookies? Do you want to support the NA scene? Then Monroe's is the shop for you. Shipping all over the United States, Matt works hard to make amazing treats that will leave you stunned. From peanut butter brownies to snickerdoodles with gluten-free options available, so everybody can have a bite. The best part? Listeners can use the code LCA05 at checkout to save 5% on their purchase. Visit monroes.me, M-U-N-R-O-S.me, or find him on Twitter at twitter.com slash co. That's M-U-N-R-O-S-C-O. Again, LCA05 for 5% off your purchase at munrose.me. munros.me. dot me. Thank you.
1: This is
0: Advanced Notice with your host, Parks. And why not? Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Advanced Notice. This time we are joined by the amazing Koi. It's going to be a banger today. We got a lot happening in the advanced scene. Playoffs are on the eve. Tony, how you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good, man. I've been pretty excited to get back on the horse. And now we've got a couple of games actually squared away towards the end of the season with only a couple left over. And that's where we jump into our next topic. Obviously, we've got a big, big name with us here today to try and maybe like help us out in understanding all of this. And Koi, why don't you just say a couple of words? Say your hello
2: hello yeah it's me i'm a coach for davenport right now in advanced. i think we just made playoffs i don't know we're one of those like nine and five teams so yeah you're in small chance it's i don't know i don't know how it all works really <laughs> as far as tiebreakers are concerned so theoretically we're also in playoffs now uh, and i do yeah. some stuff for uh, face it now too
1: you like to hear that and, and with that, that we've got a couple of teams to square away and see if they can make it too
0: yeah, there's uh three teams left fighting for the last two spots. It's unjustified kinship and Philadelphia Liberty. Um, those they're fighting for that fifteenth, sixteenth spot. Uh, Davenport are in fourteenth, so I believe you guys are squared away, unless something happens where everybody makes it through. I just, I don't think that's going to happen. It's it's there's a actually weird... two
1: other teams also in contention. UGK and Cosmic Wolf right now are both seven and six right now, so they've got no, they two don't games make it. To be no. no,
0: if you have six for losses, one, two, you're out. Are you sure? Be positive. I am positive. Because as far as I'm
1: aware, there is going to be a tiebreaker scenario towards the bottom of the bracket for at least the last spot.
0: No, but the three teams fighting are 8-5. and You're right.
1: Anyway, math is hard, but yeah. we'll figure it out eventually. So, who are, who are the teams we we have uh, to mention? By the way, I think you said them already, but just to go yeah. down the list.
0: Well, the, the, well, you can go through the full. I it's at this point it's seventeen teams just before because everything kind of comes to a head tonight and tomorrow night. So, Infinity Team Omega, Touchpoint Team Mythic, Big Chillin, Magic School Bus, In Control, Uyu, Snake's Den, Gold, Limitless, Levitate, Rectify, Virio Pro, Davenport, Unjustified, Kinship. Philadelphia Liberty. Those are the current seventeen teams. Um and fourteen of them are locked in. It's just that kinship Philadelphia Liberty and uh Unjustified group that are kind of figuring it out.
1: Yeah, and speaking at least on behalf of Unjustified, that's the team that I personally would like to see in the playoffs, because I've gotten to cast them a good number of times, and they're a very impressive team from what I've seen. I like their motivation and I like how they they carry themselves, at least from what I've I've noticed. I don't know them too well personally, but of course, like the Cyrux Slam, everyone knows the Cyric
0: Slam. You can't not know. The <laughs> What's a team that you like to see, other than yourself, of course, uh, on Davenport part in the uh, in that playoff group?
2: Um, so I've really liked how UIU is looking right now. Um, I like them a lot. I think also, uh, I always have to support Big Chillin' naturally, um, partially due to the brand and partially because uh, my boy Retna, back from my MTU Michigan Tech days, is right. also there. Um, I had just worked with In Control at Frag, like the main Frag event. Um, So I think they have a lot of potential as well. And then Infinity really has surprised me this season. They look to be very competitive. So honestly, I think this is a very diverse group as far as like skill sets and stuff. And so, I don't know. It's kind of like anyone's game almost.
1: Who do you see stacking up as the best contender to probably take these last spots if you had to put money on it? Philadelphia, Liberty, Kinship, and Unjustified.
2: So kinship, if they start like hot in a game, like they can be almost unstoppable, right? Because they have a lot of just experienced players, they have a lot of like hard fraggers. Um, so if they can like put together a game plan like early in the game, like it's set. Like they're they're they'll win 90% of the games, right? Um but at the same time, Unjustified has like proven that they can clutch up against good teams, right? Yeah, because um, yeah. didn't they like just play like touch point really close and like beat them or something yeah. just yeah. Like, in, in uh, overtime? That <laughs> yeah. was an incredible <laughs> yeah.
1: game. I got to cast that one. You were hopping in and you're were right. watching right. the end. Yeah, yeah no, that just, was an incredible uh, matchup.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I just think that they also have a little bit more depth than it might feel like and like their record suggests. Um. As for Philadelphia Liberty, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel about Philadelphia Liberty yet.
0: I haven't even
1: gotten to see a single game, unfortunately. I know all of the names, though. That's that's one thing.
0: They're an interesting team, uh, just from when they played Brazen. I believe they beat Brazen. They did. They beat them sixteen thirteen on Vertigo. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good team. It's a good team. Um, and they beat Infinity, too. Wow. Yeah, they're 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 a good team, and it's just it's they're they're keeping it kind of down to the wire here. Who did they lose to? They've lost to Unjustified, Kinship, uh, Omega, UIU, and a team called Fourth Quarter, who was seven and seven. So. They 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 play well against the, the higher tier um teams and they've lost to the ones that are guaranteed playoffs so far and except for that one kind of seven and team, which is I could say that that's an uncharacteristic one but yeah it all comes really down to tonight when they play Touchpoint Touchpoint seems be to be bagger. the gatekeeping team today and tomorrow they've got a few matches left
1: yeah and they're going to be a really tough team I think to beat too I think that I think if anything you're probably going to have a better time against the fatigued Touchpoint after these uh two days of playing you know. Like the last couple of teams that play them are probably going to be thankful.
2: <laughs> They're probably sure. tired
1: out. Like, damn, keeping people away from playoffs is really hard.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. We had, I think, we had like six, six games or something in the span of about a week and a couple of days, right? Like, so it was almost back-to-back match days. And honestly, we got better at the end of it. I won't lie.
1: That's really cool to hear. Then I hope that is the case for Touchpoint because that's a team that gets the ball rolling and they really don't stop. But you know speaking of getting the ball rolling the major is right around the corner kind of sorta it's north america that just actually ended up finishing out its open qualifiers the first and second the qualifying teams we have are complexity team liquid bad news bears team one and then from the second one we have party astronauts evil geniuses and pain gaming coming very very close were snakes den gaming actually which was something that was very surprising to me Uh, (laughs) uh, it was kind of
2: crazy the (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i did see the bracket they beat out brazen and then they had lost out to i think it was party astronauts but they actually put up a pretty decent fight up against them and then they played pain and they didn't look too terrible against them either so that's a pretty good look for them
0: it, no yeah. it's, it's a good team it's a good advanced team it's just so funny with the, the way the bracket came out is that was an advanced bracket essentially yeah. it was advanced awesome. teams you had uh, redditors which was a pug of advanced players you had snake stand, you had philly liberty you had brazen infinity was in there early on and they lost to brazen early as well so team omega yeah. was in there like that is the kind of top tier of your advanced teams and it just kind of ended up going to uh to snake stand to get out of semifinals if this is such the weird thing if furia had not been given a spot from the NARMR, mr makes it to the to romania yeah yeah
1: Well, on that note, though, we can also do a little bit of discussion. Maybe we can try and if you guys can pull up the Liquipedia page real quick. I want to get everybody's gauge on who they think are the six teams who they think will make it to the actual major, with one of them being the legend status team. So if you take a look on the page, maybe we'll throw it up in post-production. If we don't, then obviously you can feel free while you're listening to throw it up yourself and you'll have a pretty good idea of what you're seeing. But throughout these teams the team that I think personally is going to take it home in legend status is going to be Liquid. I think that they've had enough time personally now to where behind the scenes, I believe in the fact that they should be able to put something together at least decently enough to make this look like a joke. Unless Furia, of course, comes out swinging heavily, which they have looked really good in EPL, so that's not entirely out of the realm of possibility. But who do you guys see as the number one team getting legend status?
2: So as of right now, I definitely, I would like to say Liquid, but furia has looked absolutely stellar so far like at at epl and events like that And at the same time complexity also has really proven that they have like like they have like a vendetta when it comes to proving themselves (laughs) in tier one it feels like they are going so hard um still some issues to
1: be worked out unfortunately on their side though
2: for sure like don't get me wrong but at the same time like you know we're talking about you know some more experience in europe some more time like I feel as though complexity is, like, the kind of team that we don't actually know what their ceiling is, but, like, we have a rough idea for Team Liquid, right? Yeah. And so, who knows what that actually is going to, like, come down to at the end of the day
1: realistically complexity ceiling is like endless in my opinion i like i could realistically <laughs> if everyone in this team actually does their job properly be like top maybe 20 15 10 if they really put these things together because you look at every name on the team and at one point or another you were like this guy's the best player in north america probably at least maybe other than Elysian naf sorry other than NAF
2: that's probably a. <laughs> uh,
1: and twist but floppy fang jr you look at these guys and you're like these guys are the next prospects and now they're all together <laughs> yeah i
2: like to Uh, think of it as like a generational like dream team if that makes sense but all of the players from that generation are just on that team and like the roles like kind of work out so it's like favorable for them yeah yeah i'm actually i'm actually with koi on this one i was gonna pick complexity gaming i I think furia
0: furia is the stalwart who has still been in europe and still cruising around in epl and that so they're definitely a good shout to probably make it through just because like safi getting picked up on that team is a huge boost but yeah at complexity is the one that i think you take them as an underdog going in they're going to have that bark that bite to come in and just at least try and they're they're for sure getting challenger status but if they can get that legend status that's even better for them
1: yeah so what i'm understanding basically is coy you're going to stick with complexity as your legend status pick or liquid
2: all uh or we'll switch Fury. to Furia. You seem like yeah. you had
1: an idea with them as well
2: man i mean for I'm... diversity's
1: sake you could pick Furia. <laughs>
2: that's true that's true or actually i feel i feel morally obligated actually to uh to go with the liquid guys good so i'll go with liquid you believe in the oc supremacy i'm gonna stick
0: with complexity though i'm not i'm not moving from that i i think when you come in with something to prove like that team does you've the sky is the limit there's there's so much that can bottom you out but at the same time you you build up those wins you're gonna go places yeah
1: and then not with a whole lot much more to say about these next few teams, but who would you guys say is just kind of spitting the names off based on what you see would be the next uh, five teams, I believe it is, to make it into challenger status below them. Yeah, so, Parks, we'll just go with you first. You can kind of just list them off. as you. Yeah, as you it's
0: see. two into challenger status. Um, I think if Complexity is going to be the first one, you got to give it to the top three there of Liquid and Furia. Those, those, I think, are going to be my top three. Um, coming into that fourth, fifth position, you're going to have Evil Geniuses. You're probably going to have something like Pain Gaming or Uh, team one esports i'm not i am still not sold on this zero zero nation team like the names on this team cold zero malbs you've got vsm you've got leo like those are good players i've just never seen anything from them and it doesn't seem like they really have a direction in terms of their branding or anything like that it just it it, the team sees hastily put together i guess of just named players that hopefully will work together
1: yeah that's definitely interesting what do you got what do you got coy
2: man okay <laughs> so,
1: man man, oh man it's definitely a big ask i feel like there's I, a lot of teams here that c- I could really
2: want to see how party astronauts do i think um like during this epl stint to understand how they're going to do in the rmr so as of right, right now i think you have to give it to yeah complexity team liquid Furia, right like that kind of just makes sense um i think that if pa is in a strong spot they could beat literally any of the other teams here at this event like, okay. hands down, right? Yeah. Um. I think that when they're in form, they're just unstoppable. And I think that if this EPL experience goes well for them, that only makes them better, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Zero-Zero so zero Nation. You're at,
1: you're at three teams right now. You got two
2: more. Yes. So, <laughs> I have two more. Yeah. Paul, oh, oh, Furia,
1: PA, Zero-Zero, you just said, I guess, yep. right? And you yep. got one more. Two more. If you're going
2: um, one more. One more then? Okay. It's six teams. Six teams get a status out yeah. of this. Hmm. Big picks. What is my What is my South American goats? Who are my South American goats? Uh,
1: my, my my picks are a little unorthodox maybe. I don't know, maybe.
2: Well, gave him a chance to say this.
1: Of course, <laughs> of course. I'm just saying that he doesn't have to be so prim and proper if he wants to be a little bit uh, balls to the wallsy. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think it's I think it's got to be between Imperial or MIBR. I think yeah. I think MIBR could beat Team 1 and I think Imperial could also just upset everyone even though the like expectations aren't high for them I think that you just can't count them out either right
1: yeah I completely agree my my I actually have the same exact lineup as you except that i've kind of gone all in on imperial because personally like (laughs) i know i understand the whole last dance like thing is like kind of a meme and a joke but like genuinely once these guys get on land i think that they're probably gonna just bash some heads in like crazy and no one's gonna expect it at least at this level at this stage they should have really no real problem already understanding the system that they're in you know like okay guys let's do the thing we used to do seven years ago (laughs) like (laughs) i I i have faith i have faith
2: and the thing is is like they don't have like like a bunch of youngsters that are signed to like their the like their first org or like second org or something like they have pressure, right? Imperial has like no pressure. It feels right. right? Like the org understood what was happening when they signed them. Like they everyone just understands their role and like what they're there for. And I think that that just is just going to make it so much easier to just play these high stress games, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: no, hundred percent. Experience. i think the
2: one dark horse team i'm going to throw
0: into this and it's unfortunately it's another brazilian team it's actually case esports just looking at that kind of lineup there you got rcf who was having a great time when he was playing with um what was the, the coast team when he played with uh the party astronauts boys yeah uh, that team yeah gaming uh, that's right
1: yeah gaming that's it right. yeah
0: it was yeah and then after that he um oh high coast. High, high coast coast high thank coast. you mm. um that's right. yeah, you yeah, got steel best. there, you got Honda, who's had some experience in Fury. It didn't exactly work out, but there's a reason they picked him up, in terms of just his playing ability, Um, and Fatizin, which is, of course, these are names that have been in and out of North America, so I, I can definitely see, like, that Core 4 kind of pulling through with Yeps. I don't know Yeps at all, but Mm-hmm. that's kind of a dark horse team coming in where steel has been known to be a good igl considering that his immortal squad ended up going into a major final so that right. that that's something that it happened so far so long ago you can't exactly put it into into stock but it, it's always i think you can talk about his
1: movistar rider stint definitely too
0: yeah, yeah Riders, he put thing. together
1: a team like a big team
2: that's true that's true
1: if you like if you're a Steel fan, I'd definitely keep your head up. But if my dark horse, if we're doing dark horses too, then I'm picking nine yeah. Z. Because that team, dude, on paper, I think is so insane. I think on paper any of those players could one v one. Any player in that I swear to God, any player in that server. Alige, Naf, Twists, any North American player, I think they can go one on one. Well, maybe not anyone on the roster, <laughs> but maybe like the top three riflers, <laughs> definitely I think they can go one on one. Uh, Lucan, yeah. he's insane.
0: Cracked player i'm i i can't wait to see 9Z done because i've heard and seen a small amount of them but because they're south american it's one of those hard things of keeping yeah. track of the teams that's that's one of the great parts i guess about how the qualifier is set up is that these two north american these two qualifiers the the american qualifiers are now coming together and that means that we'll be able to see uh all these these bigger teams and sure you can give a shout to Tier our team tier one team one esports and pain gaming like those are those are mainstays they're gonna give it their best as well I, I'm thinking realistically complexity gaming team liquid and evil geniuses are gonna be the three North American teams moving on and probably the rest of it will be Brazilian or South American te- South American teams I agree except for party astronaut party astronauts is that one team of just like
2: I Rap. believe in PA they, yeah,
0: <laughs> kind of. yeah. Kind of.
2: I'm wearing my PA sweatsh- <laughs> sweatshirt right now actually oh there you go there
0: you go
1: represent a little bit of representation. And <laughs> now, uh, we kind of move on to a little bit more of a serious topic now in North America, something that's actually taken a little bit more time than than putting together <laughs> RMR results. It's uh, the issue going on currently between Strife that has been resolved with the cutting of the mid-match, I believe it was two days ago, so what do we got on that?
0: Yeah, um, it's, I don't know anything really behind the scenes in terms of any background on this it's apparently been a problem for a while of him like being inebriated during like practice or things these are i have no concrete proof of anything just as you know most people don't of mouth. out there yeah it's word of mouth really that's been carrying this kind of forward um actually after the whole incident axe went on stream and he like played through the uh the demos and was basically just trying to help out danny because he's like danny just moves like <laughs> stupid movement or something it was just, it, it was weird but getting cut during the middle of a match is just kind of w- one of those any things i guess in terms of you don't really expect it to happen and then all of a sudden now yeah he's out of the match they're replacing him with austin who hasn't been playing with them um is just kind of subbing in because he's still doing college if i remember right. correctly yep. it's
2: yeah it's it's a weird situation
0: you got anything else for us on that koi
2: yeah so i think that it's unfortunate that it happens but it's not like unheard of right i don't think this is this isn't the first time that uh cxci has been removed from a team for these problems um but at the same so i just feel as though what happened though like with all the twitter discourse and everything like that it was just it was just a little bit overblown almost right like i i don't think it's alcohol addiction i don't think he's like a bad person right and so it's just really, like, obviously, we need to support him as much as we can. But at the same time, we need to r- maintain competitive integrity. So I'm glad that the Strife guys are kind of, like, making this decision. I'm not sure if mid-match was necessarily the <laughs> correct time to do it.
0: Um, yeah.
2: They kind of shot themselves in the foot there. But, hey, I guess any publicity is good publicity. I don't know. Like, yeah. it's, it's
0: such a weird thing just to be like, yeah, you need to go immediately. And you know what? good on them for recognizing if it if it was a previous problem and it's a continued thing. Like it's good on them to finally have I guess in a weird way saying that they have the balls to just cut him instead of like dealing with it as a consistent issue. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The Twitter discourse was kind of full-blown and just weird. From you, you every perspective yeah I can you
1: talk about You can't make fun <laughs> of him.
0: You, like you can't make fun of an instant like this in terms yeah. of trying to get a joke out of somebody either having issues with a drinking problem or even just this kind of thing happens now we're going to deck him because yeah he can't he comes in drunk it's it's bad for the sport the competitive integrity is bad but you can't kick him like that it's just it's not it's not appropriate to the situation yeah
2: i mean the thing is is that when it comes to opportunities in north america right he was a salaried player he was like being supported by an organization that actually kind of cares about their players yeah and he's already down like he's already in the mud because he got kicked right like i don't think we really have to make him hate himself that much more right. just because of the circumstances of it right yeah, yeah. i definitely got to take a good before. peek at the
1: at the twitter drama as it was going down and i'll be the first to admit that i i had, I had tweeted something out that it was actually kind of regrettable it wasn't actually me saying anything on the topic itself i was kind of just instigating and supporting what was actually maybe in in hindsight probably less of something like you were saying to like joke about or be like I, I saw it more so in my eyes at the time as like, okay, well, he did something bad. I don't have any context. Seems like he got what he deserved. But in reality, it's more of a case of maybe taking a little bit more seriously to what the actual problem is than to really think about it like, as an outside-looking-in perspective. Like Maybe things are really hard for him. So, again, I will be the first to admit that I, I made a mistake personally and i apologize for it because i kind of instigated a little bit over on twitter but with that being said like you had said parks i think it's really important that we do take into account the competitive integrity of the game and that these things really aren't okay moving forwards in counter-strike and i'm sure that cxci has realized that in hindsight he's had very many other moments in his life in his career where i feel like he's come out and been like this wasn't okay guys i'm sorry and it feels sincere enough because he really does want to get his life and his game back on track it seems like at least right and he always yeah. gets new opportunities we hear people saying good things about him from every now and then i feel like we hear like I think Daps had something to say about Danny, and clearly, if Daps brings a, a player into a team, he has to have some sort of uh, vision for that player, right? So, yeah, again, like I apologize for what I said, but like at the same time, I think it definitely needs to be addressed in some mannerism, and I think that they're doing a very good job of handling it so far, Strife.
0: Yeah, no, exactly, and there's even now uh, there's rulings with this as well. Like it's it's an EPL issue because of its because it's a it's a controlled substance, um, which is so weird to say. It, but it is part of the ruling that you cannot be inebriated during a match, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, as a result of being kicked from the roster, unless certain conditions are met, he can't be in Challenger League for a while uh, right. because of the team switching that has happened in recent in recent months. It's it's one of those things because he's kind of jumped around a few teams. This was supposed to be his kind of home for a little bit. Yeah. Makes them and they made some waves. Like they did really yeah. well with Philadelphia. It was going great for them and then all of this crashing in a week later and it's it comes off the coattails of not qualifying through the RMR when they had really hard um the a really hard qualification process and they eat they beat EG like that's huge so yeah. it's 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 just it's not only a kick down on on Danny but it is also kicked down on the team entirely because yep. they were having a really positive kind of a really positive month um and that's just it's so horrible to kind of end it this way yeah Yeah, and he's
1: such a versatile player that i feel like he i'd be very upset if he didn't make his way back i think he can do a lot i think that if he really dedicated himself and everything was squared away he'd be a really valuable asset to north american counter strike as a player
2: yeah i think i think i don't know what happened internally but it feels almost like i really wish strife maybe like took a firmer stance or like Worked with him a little bit more because they did have so much success recently, right like yeah, that's true and 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 the thing is is that Danny is like an instrumental part to that, like I don't necessarily know what player you could replace Danny with that fills I his same so. sort of like intelligent experienced role, you know, yeah, like a lot of what he's doing, he's making some decisions, he's responsible for timings he's responsible for impact that you can't really expect a lot of other players to be able to replicate just off the bat and even over time right like the man's had years of you know tier two tier one experience in the form of like gen g briefly right he's played with so
1: many different players at this point
2: exactly like he is he is a smart player and so it feels like they maybe were a little too aggressive with this decision and i would have liked it to maybe not be so just abrupt right like yeah. you can bench a player for x amount of time right you can you know alter salary like you can you can do things to put pressure on a player without just cutting him immediately right
1: yeah and and that's that's also something that could have been kept behind closed doors hypothetically but my thought process is that i, I imagine something along these lines has happened times before and we just don't know about it maybe like at a, at least at an advanced level um but i feel like an alternative route assuming that like i don't know what happened in the server either i don't know if he said something way out of line i don't know if they were arguing or something and it just was intolerable but like at the end of the day i feel like if you're playing the match and you think that you can at least get through the match well enough to then handle it afterwards like you're saying probably for the best but like i don't know it seems pretty extreme to cut him mid-match if something didn't actually really big happen i
2: feel like yeah And, like, the thing is, like, even if it was happening in, like, the past or something, right, like, this probably isn't, like, an isolated incident if they just decided to kick him immediately, right? Yeah. So, like, then it begs the question of why didn't we address the problem then? Yeah. Like, why didn't we have a strong, firm stance then, right? So
1: support him in like obviously if he does have alcohol issues the organization is at that point kind of responsible maybe to try and support him in some ways that are other than financial other than just you know making sure they're okay maybe just reach out to him and be like hey are you all right do you need help like can we get you connected with somebody like anything along those lines
2: exactly like there, I, I feel as though there were definitely other ways that the situation could have been handled that favors both the org who retains a talented player and the player would benefit from right yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah i think that's a really good
1: note to almost end on parks but
2: yeah, yeah it's it's a really shitty situation
0: and i'm i'm glad that there's some there was some reporting on it from dust 2 that we are kind a great a job of. they did a really good job trying to keep us up to date on that and it's one of those things that it's good to have it reported on because you want to know the information behind this why did they cut them mid-match like all i saw at the start of this was uh someone linked me the reddit post of Darth mike and jrt being super surprised because danny was not there for the second map and that's, that's, there, there was no other information for them at the time. And with all this extra information that's come out, we know kind of where to go with this. And we know, we know that we, we need to support at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. So I guess from here on out, all we can really do is support. We can kind of just move forwards and try and fix what's already been, or not even try and fix what's already been done, honestly, move forwards. Uh, forget fixing what already happened. I think it's a, a point where we need to just reevaluate uh, ourselves as people, all of us, and then just move forward and be better. Yeah. And I hope that that is going to be the case. But until then, Party Astronauts, they look to be better. They look to be bigger. They're heading to ESL Pro League Season 15. They're all be albeit They're going to be using a stand in PTR, but definitely not a player who I think is a shabby player in any right. He hasn't been playing all too much lately. But when he's on form, that's a player that you probably want on your side. He makes your CT sides look incredible for one.
0: Yeah, uh, it's such a weird switch to go into supporting a. Yeah. It's we're supporting a team now instead of just a player, I guess, in, in that scenario. Um, yeah, they flew over into Germany. They're getting ready for this. They're going to Romania after this. Um, it's looking really good for them. I I am just excited to see them play, honestly, cause The group this fits been them
1: very well too.
0: So long in the making as well. I'm I'm just I'm hopeful that it works out for them because at the end of the day, this is this is us showing. That the tier two scene that EC the Challenger League, it's it's working that we're getting those better teams coming through, even if they aren't under an orc. I yeah. think
1: they can make playoffs, personally. I know that's a bold claim, but if Who, you take a look at the group, group? I genuinely, group? genuinely see four teams here that I think that they could either so win against or just upset.
0: So it's Gambit, Team Liquid, Godsent, Big, Movistar Riders, and then themselves.
1: Yeah. I think I the mean, only team realistically they can't upset is is VP to me in my eyes.
0: The you mean a gambit. yeah it's gambit. Gambit. it's gambit oh it's
1: gam. oh yeah sorry i get confused with the the different player names sorry, outsiders yeah, versus
0: players they yeah. i really wish they had made a, a funnier name they really needed to consult an na on that
1: or maybe added a logo at least you know
0: <laughs> they <Group. laughs>
1: players okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are known as players um No, so i i i'm i'm excited to see what happens and i think you touched on this earlier Corey, in terms of the rmr stuff when they're on they're really good. It just they have to be in that scenario of being yeah. on. And if they don't show their best foot forward, it's going to be a quick dismissal of, yeah, this is what NA is bringing forward. It's not good enough.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. imagining pone alone CT sides with PTR on the other end of the map with an op and then John G floating in between, bro. Oh. It's just really, really beautiful stuff I'm imagining.
2: Yeah. I might be a hater, but I don't really care for PTR overly much as a player. Fair I enough. think that I think that a lot of what he added to like the old bad news bears team has kind of just gone away or just isn't relevant to the party astronauts conversation right like they are an experienced team they've been together for a while right yeah they don't really need a kind of personality to operate as a glue man which is kind of what i associated with ptr and at the same time like i don't know ptr kind of isn't a rifler and he's going to an event where he's that's what he's playing against like consistently is really strong powerful riflers um and so i could i could definitely like i hope that they perform very well i hope that he performs very well but at the same time i understand the limitations and i understand kind of what's realistic and if they can break that boundary i'm cool with that right like i would be so happy i will continue to support them but i i I, like personally i'm not sure if like ptr was the ideal pickup
1: i think he was just the fastest they could acquire i don't think viz was even able to travel i probably it was probably just a really short decision like imagine if they got like Obo like out of the blue or something like that would have (laughs) been nuts like that would have been the craziest thing but he's Uh, on his own doing his own little thing right now i'm pretty sure yeah
2: yeah for sure like i just feel like there was maybe more ideal options like you could even like i don't know poach a player like poach a player for an event right like i'm sure there would have been teams that would have like been okay with that so like i don't know like just off the top of my head you could like i don't know poach like a swisher or something for an event right yeah um which i don't know it is what it is i don't exactly know all the rules and stuff behind the scenes but i'm i think that with a little bit more time or at least thought put into it they could have optimized around it a little bit more but I, i like i won't write out ptr entirely like he could definitely show up and impress, but. I'm not expecting him to, and I don't think they're expecting him to either right well it's it's good to see them there um
0: yeah that's that's really it for the the happenings on the n a scene side we actually we, we get to the meat of this episode now yeah. it's like half an hour, yeah. and uh yeah there's a the whole reason why we brought koyan and it's ask it's to ask him stupid and specific questions of course um, okay oh God <laughs> um you've been around a lot in recent year recent months like you went to mouse for a bit you're doing so many different hats like how do, how does that feel man you're just you're everywhere everybody knows you now kind of thing because of everything that you've been doing
2: um well it's uh it's really Popular, tiring cool. yeah it's really tiring um so at the beginning i was definitely like wow this is so fun i love this it's so i'm so passionate and then i when you get further into it you know even with mouse right like the thing about esports is that it's all digital, it's all online, and a lot of people have degen schedules, but not everyone. And so what ends up happening is you're kind of working, like you're on the clock almost 24 hours a day, right? Like, there's always things that you can be doing, so you have to be really good at like compartmentalizing your life a little bit. But I don't know, burnout something that I've struggled with a lot in the past, and I'm taking a lot of precautions to make sure that I'm not burning myself out now. That's a good call um one of the things that might actually have you
0: burning out that fpl mentor thing i i have no overarching idea what it is can you explain it and like kind of what your role is going in with that fpl stuff
2: so yeah um <laughs> i can't really talk no. about it because it is for an unannounced kind of like project thing right um that's going on that should be announced in a month or two right um For right now, I can kind of describe my role though um, in addition to what I'm kind of doing and preparing for that. Uh, Right now, I'm spending a lot of time with just like FPL players uh, as well as FPLC players to kind of understand the hubs a little bit better and then work with them individually to make sure that, you know, there are set expectations of players in these hubs and environments and it's important that we try to keep them as competitive as possible, right? Like, that's something that has sort of been lacking in uh (laughs) some recent you know fpl FPL fplc games and so it's important to make sure that you know players still understand that this is a growth environment like as much if we like it or not like the best place for a player to kind of learn individual mechanics is fpl still right like you're not going to get the same level of consistent play out of just playing face of free pugs or um stuff like that. And so FPL is an important place for players to be able to grind and actually improve from. And I think that we're slowly getting there with a couple of recent additions and some FPLC additions as well. That's well, good yeah. to hear.
1: That is great to hear. That's what everyone's been waiting to hear for FPL since like day one. So great on you for being a part of
2: that, man. I think it's also important to mention that I'm try we're trying to change the a little bit more with FPLC as well, right? So There's been a lot of like, you know, pressure and stuff on like qualities and things like that. But nowadays, a lot of it's going, a lot of the additions that we're doing should be more reliant on like my like personal scouting of players using a bunch of different like data and other performance metrics and stuff like that. Um, Some interviews, like things. So that way we can really have a more diverse and then inherently more focused environment, I think, versus just, you know, the best of the best puggers, for example. Yeah. Because it's all well and good to be able to run around and shoot people, yeah. But when you have a player that goes into to FPL and then you know is kicked within a week because they don't know how to communicate or like throw an aid for a teammate, right? Like that's a problem because that's not actually a hard problem to fix, right? Yeah. So why aren't we fixing that in FPLC? Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, sorry, go for it. (laughs) No, no,
0: you're. I uh, I I love that you mentioned the stats. You're looking at the data behind it. You're not. It's not just connections as sometimes like you you get the occasional person on Twitter going like, Hey, I've been in advanced. I was told I would get an FPLC spot. Where is it? Well, maybe their stats aren't good enough. They've just been with their team long enough where they've reached that rank. It's good to hear that there are more, there's more identifiers being looked at behind the scenes coming in to just see like, Hey, this person is here. They're working hard. We're going to see improvement out of them. We're going to see improvement in not only them but also the everybody they play with in the league in general and in fplc and FBL because they're a part of it that's that's really good to hear yeah
1: that is really good to hear and and my question is the one that i actually came up with was pretty pretty interesting to me i <laughs> thought was that, that you guys actually got voltage so how has he kind of fit into your system so far how is yeah. how did it even come about where you actually managed to to get him under your belts
2: yes so Davenport now is a very, 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 very different beast than it was um, before I joined, right? right. So um, pre-me joining, you know, there is some chemistry issues, there is personality things. Like, uh, it was a very talented team, but it didn't have a lot of, like, focus, right? Um, and so since I've joined, like, it's been... I wouldn't say damage control, but it's been very heavy on kind of breaking the cycle if that makes sense right um and so when i came in we set everything straight i took almost all of the responsibilities and just like just control from the players as much as i could so that they could just worry about being players again and then as soon as that happened, um the mentality starts shifting right you know players are here for a very long time they don't have to like you know worry about every single game if they get cut or not kind of stuff you know and so as soon as that happens the entire team just becomes a much more healthy and like just naturally focused environment right because people now are just focused on being the best players they can not achieving results or expecting things of their teammates right and so as soon as that happens very different team and then when it comes to voltage um he's obviously someone that i have a lot of connections with in the past and stuff like that and when um Slow-mo ended up leaving us earlier this year due to some just like uh out of server stuff. Um he uh he kind of left really abruptly, so we didn't really have a set fifth like picked out, right? Um and there was a couple of options that we were looking at to for to find a player that would just slot in for the remainder of the season, and he was one of them. So I'm I'm very happy that I, I have a connection with him. He's a really nice guy, and the mm-hmm. most important thing about him is that he's really good at fitting all of the roles that you need him to. So, And he's very eager to learn as well. And so it was really easy to just add him in in a temporary way, because he's the he's the kind of person that, you know, if he calls something or if he has an idea, it's always based around optimizing the existing players and, like, the existing setups and stuff like that. It's never, like, his way or the highway. He's very good at slotting in and just Building other people, right?
0: Yeah. I've I, I've noticed that in the, the time I've gone gone to talk and be around him. He's again, he is an amazing person. Like it just fully such a such a nice person. Like the, that's kind of not not in terms of just like, oh yeah, you know, he talks to you when he talks back. No. He genuinely like wants to know more about you than kind of just, yeah, you're you're here, you play CS stuff. Like he, he cares about the people around him and that's that's really good to see. And I, I'm glad to hear that he's able to fit in so well with these teams. It, I know he's hungry for
2: it, so I'm I'm glad that he's able to find a spot with Davenport. Yeah, I mean he will be on his own team next season. Yeah, um, so that we will be with the uh, yeah. snakes, right? Yeah, um, there might be some more news about that soon. Um, yeah, I I expect so. They they're, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna
0: keep going with that for sure.
2: Yeah, it's it's a long story, um, <laughs> but. uh... Um, but for the remainder of the season yeah he's just been he's been great for us and i'm really excited to see like where he goes it was actually just his birthday the other day too so oh, yeah absolutely.
1: happy I, belated i got to
0: wish, him, got yeah. to wish him happy birthday that was fun
2: yeah <laughs> happy birthday voltage
0: happy yeah, birthday voltage yeah I he, he, it, it, I, i'll
1: i'd like to say i'd like to just point out that i am the original one to to make the voltage is electric right now uh cast moment in the rg uh I, I was just doing it in a cash cup and i was a loser nobody so guys <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: if you ever needed to know who actually did it was me but well, no more pointing fingers let's move on guys no more uh we have i think we have do we have one more question
0: it's just one more question yeah it's just one more. okay so run it up run it up uh we move this is such an ongoing thing and davenport is a huge part of this uh with collegiate <laughs> cs seemingly becoming bigger and bigger uh, how do you think the community is going to or just the people getting involved are going to be able to support? the NA scene or any scene in general and just help it grow in terms of prospects or support?
2: Yeah. So the biggest problem with Counter-Strike is the fact that it is very open circuit, right? Yeah. So what that means is that it's a, it's like a full blown meritocracy, right? So the best rise to the top, no matter what kind of way. Right. But the only issue with that is that that doesn't necessarily lend itself to long-term growth, right? It's the people that grow in the shortest amount of time that thrive and that's fine, that's cool. But the issue is, is that maybe there's like some more like hidden talents that need a little bit more time or something like that. And especially in a region like North America where the scene's so much smaller, it's important to kind of try and get as many players to the top as possible, you know? Yeah. And what Collegiate does is Collegiate provides that security and like that long termness, that comfort that a lot of players kind of need to, to maximize their growth, right? Because colleges aren't going anywhere. And Hopefully. you're not really, ideally, you're not like going anywhere, like for the time that you're in college either, right? So like you are, you're there for years of your life, like your formative years, you're yeah. there to grow as a human being as well as a player. And those go really hand in hand when it comes to 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 being a CS professional, right? Like a lot of the tier one CS pros that you talk to in Europe or something, they're all these like super mature, relatively adultish players. And they're like 17, 18, 19 years <laughs> old, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas here it's obviously very different. And so to have colleges maybe like take some of the take in some more players and like work with them a little bit more. I definitely see that being an overall just benefit to the scene, especially when it comes to giving just that security to the open circuit.
1: Yeah. That makes a lot of good sense.
2: Yeah, and especially with that
0: maturity coming in like uh, you talk about the European maturity, it's it's a different kind of it's a different mindset I guess to the game just because they know they need this is a professional environment, they are salaried, this is how this is their job. So they're going to make it very professional and everything like that. And Again, with the collegiate scene at least in it, you can use that as I guess a bit of a bridge. Because you can you can be a little less serious in college. Like you're still you're still growing, right? You're still that yeah. 18, 19 year old kind of getting through it. But take taking that forward then now you're coming out of it, and you're going, Okay, I'm a full I'm a fully prepared. Well, not fully prepared, but I'm a, a well-prepared CS player now coming out of this. I have some stock because I played in X League or I did Y with these players. We can probably form a team, go through the rankings. And we'll probably be better off because we know that we can find success over a long term because we've done it before.
2: Exactly. And nowadays, we're finding more and more that, like, you know, age doesn't really matter in CS, right? I hate that argument. You can be, like, 24, 25. It matters
1: matters kind of, but it it only matters matters in terms of experience and just peak (laughs) physical condition. Like, obviously, if you're 21, you yourself are going to be better at 21 than you will be at 30 but like that's not to say that a 30 year old can't be better than a 21 year old that's stupid
2: yeah but if you come out of school like you know 22 23 right and then you join a tier one team you're not like at a disadvantage yeah right exactly no. and no. and i think that that's also something important to realize is that a lot of these players and maybe this is partially because and this is something it doesn't apply to everyone but any players are a little spoiled right like we like our way of life is just different and in a lot of ways just more comfortable and convenient than that of europeans and so it's maybe hard to always see the value in competitive counter-strike as a career right like it's still a hobby for a lot of players and that's fair and that's fine because there's not many opportunities that would allow them to go to the next level but it also clouds judgment sometimes like in the case maybe of like cxci or something right where if it was a European player, do you know if that would be the case, right?
0: Yeah, it it probably would have been different. It would have been much different just because of the mindset. I I think you're 100% correct there. And it's it's good to see that if it continues to come along there, that the mindset change would hopefully be more positive than it currently is. And it's such a weird thing to think about that CS is this old now and this, in a weird way, secure as an esport. That we're able to do this like i i don't think you're going to see this in valorant for a while i don't think you're ever really going to see this for cod just because of the way that it works it's it's both the the blessing and the curse <laughs> fly uh a blessing and a curse that uh the scene has been around so long and because that open circuitness of it it's able to continue on in, in many different forms that we're, we're getting to this point
1: Sorry, I just didn't have anything to add. I thought you kind of, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I guess that means we can move on. Everybody seems to be pretty good with it. So that means our player profile, a player that we haven't actually gotten to talk about barely at all, or his team for a majority of the season, other than their standings is Cameron. So what do we got on Cameron? What's the word? What's word on road?
0: Well, I mentioned the team earlier. He plays for UYU uh, personally for the man himself, Cam Manny. Uh, he started playing in season 23. We're on to season 39 now. So he's been going for quite a while. It, it's it's good to see even at 19 years old, he has plenty of experience spring forward. Lots in open, some time in intermediate, of course, tiny bit in main. But he's really been, uh, recently he's been a mainstay in that advanced level. And it's it's proven to be good, especially for him and his, to any team that plays with him. He's been very consistent at 81.62 ADR over the season, 12.1. 12.21 RWS this time around. I checked his previous seasons. That's that's consistent to kind of how he plays on any team. Uh, I believe he played for In Control previously, or the roster that became In Control. Um, there's, a, there's a few other rosters that he's kind of played for over time. Uh, the match highlight this season, that 16-8 win over UGK. He went 26-16. That's the highest kill count he had in the match. Uh, he ended up with 117 ADR, nearly 118 and that fifteen point seven three RWS, so definitely a player to look for coming into that uh, playoffs because you have made it by this point. Like they, they're guaranteed. I believe they have ten wins. So yeah, they're they're coming. You're they're just waiting it out right now. Yeah, it's looking good for them.
1: Yeah, and now yeah, sure. onto the new and renamed. Tony's Teams we've changed it from Cringe Control Cringe Control will return but in a different form at some other point don't worry it's definitely going to come back but in the meantime Tony's Teams is where we're at right now so first and foremost as the in-game leader and rifler player that I'm going to be having as the head to the team is going to be True Pain I personally don't know a whole lot about True Pain but I know that at least his statistics look pretty good and the team as a whole looks pretty good but I have heard some things behind the scenes that he may have some issues as a person I'm not sure if that is to be believed that's just word of road that i have so does anyone have any does anyone know listen he gets I a lot of clips on
0: con- he gets a lot of clips up on counter nature they yeah well you know what guy's up, banging
1: man. glad i picked him then all right <laughs> next up is his teammate awp player josh Wu nider that's a guy who bangs he is one of the highest rated awp players in all of advance for the season as it stood and they didn't make playoffs that's something that's probably got to be like readable, endable. Like, this, that's, he's got to be insane if that's the case for him to have such numbers. So I had to pick him. It made sense with the in-game leader being able to use the AWP player. So there you have it. Moving on, though, we got our third, and that's going to be Turns, a player who I've talked to a couple of times, and I've seen him on a few different teams, and he is cracked. That's all I can say about him. As a rifler, he just knows how to make rounds his own. I feel like even when the team isn't looking very well overall, he just manages to make a multi-kill that opens it up, and that's a player that you definitely need in a team like this, I think. Because... Yeah. As my next player, you're going to be having none other than K2 from Hyperspace Dark, who had a very, very difficult start to the early season. But I think that they have a roster of players individually who could probably fit better elsewhere in the same division. I don't necessarily know if it's the five that was the problem or if it was the composition of the core plus the other two players. But somehow I I feel like they'll be able to figure it out whether they do it together or individually. So moving on, on to the last player, somebody who I've only actually just come into contact with recently and come familiar with is Austin he currently plays for cyberstorm and he's had some pretty good numbers i haven't really gotten a chance to catch him individually very much i think i saw one game total but one for what i did see was actually pretty solid counter-strike from a team that could definitely use a little more fundamental work i think but overall seeing him succeed in a system that was maybe a little bit lesser in terms of what its full potential could be i think it was pretty good so that's my roster and seeing as we have a guest today coy (laughs) what do you rate this roster one out of ten
0: if they're um, gonna get to advanced playoffs and
2: potentially into ECL. So I know about two of those players. <laughs> two. Okay. Um, all right. Well, rate the two players then. Here we go. <laughs> no, rate them all. Rate them all. Rate them all. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So uh, true pain, Wu and Turns. Um. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they they work. I guess. I don't know. I I don't know them. I've never really watched them. Oh, wow. I've really. Never really been on my radar Turns personally. Turns is a surprising
1: one anyway. Turns is a surprising one.
2: Yes, or I, I'm like I think I'm familiar with turns, but I've I've never watched him play or anything. I don't keep okay. up to date with his player uh, career. Um, K two actually I do know from the collegiate scene. Um, he's like an R I T player I believe. Um, he's always been like a consistent like kind of like rock of a player. He always performs the same every game no matter what. Um, and I like him for that reason, right? Like I think a lot of teams focus way too hard on like oh we need these fraggers, dude. We need like yeah. these these star riflers all the time, 24-7, everyone needs to be able to get the ace kind of thing. Yeah. When in reality, that's just not how it works, even at a pro level, right? Like, there are so many different roles and responsibilities in a map that you might have a guy, like, you could have a guy that gets 12 kills, 14 kills, 16 kills maybe, and he can win you games based off of how he's helping his teammates. And I think K2 would, like, slot well into kind of that spot. That's what I thought as well. And then Austin is like one of those players that's like super hungry all the time. like that man grinds like an penis. unleasher? like let yeah. him go and okay dude he he will sp- like if he's not like quite understanding a role or like something, like he will put in time to fixing that. like he's really good at identifying um like some of his weaknesses and then working towards them. and I think that that's really respectable. I'm not necessarily sure how he'd work with all those players, but like I of course like he has he has drive, and that's something I will not take from him.
1: So out of 10, it sounds like this is a pretty decent rating. What do you got?
2: Yeah, based out of, you know, two players, I'll yeah. give this one a 6.
1: Oof, I don't it. know the other three. <laughs> all right, well, oh, he that's was better so than a excited. 5. That's better he than a was 5. He so excited. It's better than the halfway point, at least, all right? All but right. Yeah, I actually did yeah, think I the same it, way about K2. That was pretty much exactly my thoughts for K2, at least. And that's okay, it. fine.
2: I'll give, you, I'll give you, like, a 6.57. There you go. He'll he'll take it. He'll take
0: anything above five. That's that's his goal. At the end of the day, is just to be better than the average.
1: Yeah, and you know what I think? I think it's time for things. I think I think.
0: Oh yeah, we got a banger of a things. I think I think today, and this is the perfect man to talk about just because so much about the uh, the scene of advance. Just be, it, it's great. It's great. Um, so something that I noticed looking at the standings this time is how close they are, and this is one of the most interesting things is that it's this competitive and there's no real runaway team because there is no Brazilian team running through advance to get into ECL. So in my opinion, this is the most competitive season of advance we've had yet. Um, There are probably 20 teams, I could say, that top twenty twenty four area that should be in playoffs, but only 16 make it. And that speaks to, in, in the past few seasons, where you kind of have a few teams squeak in that 16th or 15th, I don't think they were playoff teams. They showed that they were good, but right now it like it looks like playoff is too small, and that's really good to see.
1: Yeah. Very good to see. And uh, yeah, I mean, close to the end now, we got our, our final shout-outs, our final goodbyes. We've been here for quite some time, reaching the hour marks. Typically, we've been doing honestly really good with our timings, as I've only now recently noticed. We're getting pretty <laughs> good at this. So, I,
0: for- I made sure. We have a system. Yeah, we're we're
1: absolutely banging with the timings now. Thank you, Jay, once again. I'd also like to shout Jay out. We never really get the chance to, but here he's actually with us as our producer, as per usual. I'd like to shout him out. But now Parks and then Coy. Let's see what you guys have. Anybody you'd like to give notice to?
2: Coy, you can go first. I got a, I got a few. I got a few. Um, really would like to shout out all the the Davenport guys. Honestly, um, what we've done this season is honestly fantastic. Whether it's you know dealing with roster changes or just completely and i mean completely changing up how they approach the game and how we operate as a team like to do that and then still make playoffs like that's that's big i think that's really big
1: also shout out to matt for giving me the team tony uh restrictions forgot
0: that as well yeah shout out, to matt. Matt. shout out to him uh okay i guess we'll continue this on then uh shout out to the esl impact group they've got had me on as a community caster uh shout out to benny for that as well he'll I hopefully will be joining doing him great work yeah. he's been doing great work he's he I was talking to him he's nearly hit series 500 that he's casted so that's gonna be a big thing for him Dang. Uh, that'll be awesome yeah shout out to um, Effie and her friends this is a streamer that I know they're actually doing a charity stream in the next few weeks to help out with the Ukraine stuff because that's a huge thing uh, and the fact that it's still going on is just incredible to me considering everything I heard through uh Ukraine is a very strong country and they they've, they've mm. definitely shown it to Russia. <laughs> yeah. Um and I guess finally shout out to um Tatum. He'll will he his his deal that was coming through uh code LCA05. You probably heard an ad throughout the the episode. Um shout out to him for that. We love working with him. He's been awesome throughout my time casting him in the first time. He was actually one of the the guys to give me my first casting opportunity, uh, ironically, with the previous iteration of a UIU roster.
1: Yeah, and that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, episode four under wraps.
0: Yeah, thank you very much for watching. Uh, And we'll be back again sometime in the future. I believe we might have a special episode coming out soon. Uh, Stay tuned for that, of course. Thanks
1: to Koi, obviously. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for
0: Koi. Biggest man ever, for sure. Had, a, had an emergency with his dog. <laughs> I <did. Yeah.
2: laughs>
0: Hope he's okay. Hope he's okay. Or she yeah, did. she's doing it. She's doing it. Fair she good. just ran away and then came back and was like,
2: I went on an adventure.
0: <laughs> and that's it
1: from us. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Advanced Notice. See you in episode five.